0: Welcome to Terminal Talk, a podcast on mainframe and mainframe-related topics. I'm Frank. I'm Jeff. And we have a really cool guest today, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Two two very important people in the room. It's real Frank, not soundboard Frank this time. Yeah, uh, it's actually me live. Yep. Uh, we will make those uh, wave files available. Um, <laughs> and we actually actually have a real guest in here. We Last time a mainframe came out, we thought it'd be really cool and funny to to interview a mainframe. And then we both got called into the office. Yeah, that was not pretty. That wasn't a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I still think it was really funny, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so clearly, lesson not learned. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a real-life person in here to talk about the IBM Z15, and that is Taryn Chopra.
2: Well, thank you guys for uh, having me over here. And I'm sure you'll be just as
0: as fun to talk to as the Z14 was. <laughs> Maybe better. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> Maybe. So uh, let me start here. Why should I buy a Z15? Ah,
2: oh, good question, Frank. Uh, I thought you were going to start with an easy question. <laughs> that you went right into why should I buy a Z15? Ah. Uh, well, I've got these Z13s. I've had them for a long time. They're doing great. Well, why should I buy a 15? Ah, uh, because it is built with clients' inputs, right? It is built uh, with hundreds of our clients' inputs uh, in terms of what are their major pain points are, what are they really struggling to solve today, right? If you look at Z14, we really took a complex challenge of encrypting, I pretty much say encrypting the entire world data, right? Uh, And clients loved it, clients loved it because that was very uh, timely for the marketplace. But the next question where we are with our hybrid cloud journey, right? Our client's data is going all over the place, and they want to protect it all over the place. So things like encryption everywhere through data privacy passports, right? Uh, That's the need of the hour. Clients are saying, look, with the breaches that are happening, the latest stat that I saw, you know, 60% of the the world breaches that are happening today is because of third-party vulnerabilities, right? So imagine even our ecosystems, how many different players and teams and corporations we work with and our data is going everywhere, right? So that's that's one key piece of the puzzle. The second key piece of the puzzle is as you're connecting these core systems to, to the world out there with the IoTs, the clouds, uh, recoverability, availability becomes even more in, important because your supply chains, your ecosystems are all interconnected so, we really changed the game with this thought of instant recovery, you know, unleashing all the compute that is available to us, uh, you know, putting in use for your planned and unplanned outages, right? Without uh, impact to your bills and costs. Nobody in the industry can, can do it, right? And then finally, bringing it all together in this uh, hybrid cloud environment with our cloud native uh, development experience, right? The way I talk about it, uh, the management, You know, it's all industry standard through our OpenShift, the orchestration through the Kubernetes stack, both for the ZOS and our Linux environments, right? And then finally, the deployment of choices, depending on your work. I imagine a world where, depending on your workload characteristics and the SLAs required, you build it once and deploy it wherever you want to deploy it. So, so getting into that journey, couple that with the data uh, protection and privacy, and the recoverability and availability aspects, and then this choice. I think that's a unique value proposition we are bringing in the marketplace. I think for me that was one of the biggest things
0: about Z15 is the fact that for the first time we're really focusing not just on the platform and how cool things are on the platform, but this is about the platform really kind of reaching out and helping to support the entire data center and becoming that security bastion Uh, for the data center is a a huge thing.
2: Oh, uh, absolutely, right? You know, one of the things when I talk to our labs or our customers, you know, why we are in existence, right? I always question myself, you know, what is our why in the system? And I always think about uh, our why is to solve complex business and societal issues. You know, that's what Mm -hmm. we do on the platform. We really solve some hard problems. And as I say, as putting a man on the moon to encrypting the entire World's data and now protecting the privacy of our you know, citizens' identity. I'll give you. I share a quote with you, which I think was very pointed to our design points, and it was by Elizabeth Denham, the Commissioner of Information Office UK, and, and she said uh, she was involved with the British Airways data breach, and she said something uh, very interesting that I think hits to our core, right? And she said, "People' personal data is just that personal. When an organization fails to protect it from loss." damage, or theft, it is more than inconvenience. Uh, That is why the law is clear, so the word law. When you're interested with personal data, you must look after it. Those that don't will face the scrutiny of my office to check if they have taken appropriate steps to protect fundamental privacy rights. And the word fundamental is is core to our Z15 design. You know, As our identities, identities are getting digitized all over the place, protecting that identity is fundamental I think at the heart of the z15 design point
0: yeah and and a couple of years ago identity might have meant your social security number but this is so much more than that right I mean today there's so much of our uh, of our uh, information physical information not just digital information is accessible this way so I think for me you know not that we're always talking about how's cool and secure the platform is. But for me, the ability to say, yes, the platform is secure, but look how that security can now be pushed out is, is for me, at least I, not that everything you didn't, you said wasn't important at all is, but for me, the, the security thing is, just seems to be on everybody's mind.
2: Oh, it was it was very interesting. One of our, my favorite cli- uh, client code in this journey over the last three, four years is uh, when the horses leave the barn. They have no control. Right. And same thing is with data. Once the data leaves your protection schema, there's just no control who's touching it, who's accessing it, what control mechanism you have in your third party place. So we are kind of solving the, all those problems by saying the Z protection goes with the data wherever it is going. That's a very, if you step back for a second, that's a very powerful concept, industry first concept that we are introducing and not not just that but also the ability to revoke that access right when you choose it when you choose it think about it you know if i've given you access for 30 days and i'm saying hey that's enough i can do that on my own enterprise shop without even interacting with you i mean that's a very fundamental but very powerful concept that we are bringing uh, with Z15 in the marketplace.
1: It's it's a huge evolution from the, the old standpoint of as long as we keep the bad people away from the, the good people's data, then everything is fine. Uh, we really, you know, people really need to bev- evolve their thinking about how we keep data private. And I think this kind of really meets it where it needs to be because there's there's no company in the world that I think is saying, you know what, we're we're worrying less about security year <laughs> by year. Like, you show me that customer, and I'll I'm
2: gonna, you know, cancel my account or whatever. And, and, and very interesting. And and you know, in the Z15 time, that sent Z14 time, sorry, that sentiment was there. But now, what's happening? Why cli- customers are paying more attention? I think the 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 regulators have caught up. If you see the amount of fines that are starting to come in with Facebook, five billion dollars. With, uh, with British Airways are around two hundred plus million dollars, with Marriott five hundred plus, with uh, with the Aquafact. So now c- companies say, well, yeah, it was important for me, and maybe I was doing a lip service, but now I'm getting fined. The regulators have caught <laughs> up that train, so it has even become even more important from that perspective because you don't want to be in that uh, mess uh, when 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 you're in trouble, right? Because because the alternatives are very bad.
1: I, uh, I want to go back to the, the cloud native uh, stuff that you were talking about. And I, I had a chance to look through, like, uh, you know, the web pages that we have out, out there about that. I saw the uh, Amazon device demo. And we've – I think, you know, I don't want to stick a flag in the ground, but I think we've gotten there. We've gotten to the point where we've, like, lowered the barrier of entry to developing on Z, where it's basically, like, can you operate a keyboard at this point? There's <laughs> there's You don't need 20 years of knowledge. You don't need to know about, like, what LPARs and what levels of DB2 there are. Like, you can –
2: you can just code on the thing. It, 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 and the way I say that, Jeff, is I I take on the challenge with the customers when they say something like that. Do we have more to do? Of course we have more to do, right? right. That that journey never stops. But now, to me, it's more about cultural dynamics in our yes. clients' uh, shops from a mindset perspective than the tools and technology that we have put out there, right? As you said, you can connect a ZOS workload with your Amazon Alexa if you want to do that. You know if there's a value in in doing that, right? Uh, you can bring Z Linux environment or even ZOS. I mean, interesting. You know, running Linux on ZOS itself. Who would have thought that right. we would we would do that, right? Uh, that's possible today in your environments. So you can get all the ZOS quality of service that we have built for 40, 50 plus years to your Linux and uh, workloads in an instance. Right, so I agree with you, Jeff. It, it, it is becoming more of a cultural and, and mind shift change because even from a Dev Tools perspective, all your tools that you love and, and adore are available on the platform, both on the ZOS and Linux side uh, uh, to work on it. Now, it, it is really a matter of you know a clients taking on that journey and us helping clients taking on that journey with examples and use cases and things like that. I don't know, Frank, you play in that space. Uh, a lot, right? So you can add more to that conversation. It's funny. Uh, um,
0: we're we're doing something with, with uh, one of the local colleges. Uh, they're developing an entire cloud application, and it's all being done on ZOS. and And the developers have no idea that underneath the covers, there's a there's a mainframe. And they're doing Node. They're they're using services. It's all it's it's JavaScript. It's uh, there's there's Cobol in there. There's there's Java, all this stuff. Uh, the developers have no idea that what they're doing is mainframe, right? Because they're just using their regular old IDE. So I I, I think this um, the the point that it doesn't matter anymore um, from a development perspective. They don't have to log on to TSO to do this. Not again. Not that that's new, but it really with with what we're putting out now. Is really kind of underlining the fact that that it it's just another server that just has power that you can't get anywhere
2: else. Well, and I think that Red Hat acquisition even changes the game entirely. And I mean, think about the possibilities that you have now. Uh, you know, two days ago I was in our one of our biggest client uh, uh, conference uh, with some of our top clients. And the possibilities we were discussing with our Red Hat acquisitions and OpenShift and Ansible and things like that, it just really takes the, the narrative to a very different level. It does. And they are ex- super excited about, about what's going on in that space.
0: And, and so – and you brought up Ansible. So I, I just want to talk a little bit about this because I think to me um, what that points to is a real shift – from a management perspective, right? Um, before the thought of managing your, your platform, it's all around uh, very hardcore sysprog capabilities, and not that you still won't need sysprogs, but I'll be able to manage a set of resources on, on ZOS using the same exact tools that I use for every other place,
2: and that's what clients brought up. They were super excited about yeah. that, right? Leveraging Ansible, for example, and pushing the same set of controls and operator, operations is just so powerful uh, uh, to them, right? So, I, I just think the Red Hat is gonna that that acquisition and that that uh, integration with the Z platform is gonna just just gonna be a very powerful story in the marketplace.
1: So this box has been four years in the making. There, there's there's a lot of numbers associated with the launch, and we'll we'll get into that. The planning behind this, so, is the idea like we need to meet a we need to build a box and and hit a mile point at, at this point that delivers this and this and this. And there's obviously a hardware side. There's a chip side. There's a software side. There's like an OS side. Like. I imagine it's kind of like digging tunnels to build a subway and just kind of hope you meet in the general area in the middle. How, how hope do you, is a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm here. Where are you? I'm, not, I'm here too. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> how, how do you even start planning for something oh, like
2: that? Uh, excellent question. You know, uh, one thing before I answer that question, I always tell customers when I engage with customers, I, and I tell them, look, for technology to be around for 50-plus years, uh what you get is just not technology. The people behind the technology—you get a very passionate set of people that live and breathe this thing every day, day in, day out. And that's one of the reasons, you know, I'm so passionate about it. Just working with guys like you, right, uh, and the gals out there, right. So, so it's the people. I think we we really have to understand, from my perspective, is really what people makes it. And and the four-year is a very interesting journey. You know, we start again. Uh, we start with the, this methodological design thinking for folks that haven't heard it, right? And it's really at the beginning phase of that development cycle or that iteration cycle is to really engage with our clients and think about what are the pain points that are out there, right? Uh, what are our clients struggling with? Taking that input in the early part of the cycle and then coming up with a vision to this is where we want to go, right? Mm. And that, that is very important because you brought this tunnel concept, but what that vision does is, is align thousands of our developers to one goalpost uh, because that alignment is fundamental for us to make sure when the tunnels you know meet, they meet us at the common point because if that alignment is not done, then we, we go into separate different paths, right? So that input translating into the vision and then vision us spending, you know, countless hours communicating that vision to our, you know, developers and testers and 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 leadership team is fundamental in the beginning phase of the pro- uh, product. And then we have world class uh, development team uh, that knows uh, how to do this thing, right? So then the job goes to them to say, hey, go build it. And then in the later half, we come and then we constantly iterate with our with our with our clients. Hey, are, is I'm on the right direction? Is I'm heading on the right place? We make you know, uh, 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 compromises and and move along those different ways. And then the later half of the cycle is coming to the marketplace, right? It's important to do something, but uh, if you don't do the extra mile of aligning with the market needs, uh, aligning with what the CIOs and the CTOs and the CEOs are talking about, talking in their language, not in our language, mm-hmm. um, hmm. making sure we have, you know, thousands of sellers out there explaining to them what is the va- that's the later half of the of the cycle and what you see when the launch uh, takes place, right? So 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 there's various you break you don't think about the four year journey you break it into smaller pieces to say what's my early cycle looks like what's my middle cycle looks like and what's my tail end cycle looks like. That's how you approach uh, uh, the, the the program.
1: I thought it was rather telling, you know, on on Thursday on launch day, people were you know there's uh, I mainframe Twitter was lit. And it was people are saying there's this many processors, this many transactions, this many you know transistors. And your tweet was, "Here's the
2: people behind it." Yeah, uh, I, I I'm a strong believer. It's the it's not you know the discussion in the marketplace. To be honest with you guys, it's really not about technology, right? Uh, because either we have strong set of supporters or we have strong set of. There's not too much I can do uh, to change those courses. I right? but but I when I do talk to the CIOs, which I do and the CTOs, I say what you're getting with the platform is a very passionate set of people. When something goes wrong, I mean, we got your back. And, and that, I tell you, that, that resonates in this environment of where the service aspect, how we service our clients is just getting diluted more and more, because if you go more in the commodity place, you just get the commodity, right? Uh, when customers are running those mission critical workloads, they want to know that IBM got their back if something goes, which something will definitely go wrong. But they are very happy and assured that, that our people is going to make sure it works. And, and that, to me, is a fundamental uh, value prop of our, of our product.
1: So let's, let's talk about some of those speeds and feeds numbers because, you know, it is an impressive box oh, too. it is. I, I, I love numbers. talking <laughs> about speeds and numbers. Right?
2: <laughs> our development team is, 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 is the best, right? We got the industry faster, you know, processor 5.2 gigahertz with Z15. billion transistors, 15.6 miles of wires in one Uh, chip—it's just amazing. And then our secret sauce—you know what we've been doing over the last couple of generations—is building custom ASICs to do either compressing, uh, encrypting entire data, uh, or now with Z15, compressing all of that data. Right? We are 42x faster than any competitive solutions out there from a compression perspective. Right? Uh, That's huge for our clients. If you think about how much data. Uh, uh, they are getting uh, in their space. And when you combine compression and encryption together, that, that value probably even gets much more uh, uh, stronger than the 19-inch form factor now with our high end. Right? I didn't talk. I haven't yeah, that's talked, what I was going to bring up. I haven't yeah. talked about it. Again, from a physicality perspective, we are removing those roadblocks road as well. Uh, the system can do 19, I'm going to pause here, 19 billion encrypted transactions per day from mission-critical workloads. 19 billion. Uh, the system can do one trillion secure web transactions uh, in, in a day. I mean those are kind of unheard numbers uh, and then and then you bring the investments we've been doing in our uh, compiler space you know uh, combining our compiler technology with our hardware, you know a, a lot of our what we call legacy sort of workload Cobol workloads you can get 50% better performance on this platform, right? We are 40% energy efficient to comparable x86 uh, topologies out there, right? And, and also from a floor space perspective, the 19 is that I brought, most of our customers will see more than 50% floor space reduction. I mean, think about the challenges that they face with our data center, with the data center today, is in in terms of floor and energy. Uh, that, is, that is huge uh, for our clients.
0: Yeah, one of the things for me, you know, when I started looking at some of this stuff, the fact that I can now have the Z easily fit in my hot and cold aisle yep. is, is a huge thing for a lot of our customers.
2: Yeah, and the, now we have uh, a couple of uh, energy options with our bulk power and the industry-centered PDU, the, the power distribution unit. And, and, Frank, most of our customers will see, not most, customers going to the IPDU option will right. see a 10% energy savings. And when you think about what's happening in some of the growth geos, Energy is a big, big constraint. We don't we don't think about it, but it is a huge uh, constraint for our customers from a from a from a data center perspective.
0: Yeah, I was I was actually just at a client where um, just that part of the announcement, the IPD part of the announcement, was enough for them to say, "Okay, we're now going to do these things differently." Yep. Um, so yeah, that's huge. And it seems to me that that the people that I talk to that really understand. The, the physical plant part of IT are really excited about the platform.
2: Exactly, and not to mention, you know, with the new platform, we're giving fourteen percent single thread performance. Again, you know, think from a customer perspective, without changing a single line of code, uh, they're getting uh, that huge performance, twenty five percent more system capacity in a smaller footprint. Think about right. it, yeah, <laughs> and think about the engineering marvel our development teams are, are are creating in the lab. You know, and and all this. Uh, I didn't mention 40 terabytes of memory. Right. Let's just think about 40 terabytes of memory. Of, of redundant memory. Yeah. And when you thought the last time Z system will have 40 terabytes of memory, <laughs> if you just look back a couple of generations, we had two terabytes of memory right. in the system. And again, that is all being driven by our clients, bringing new set of workloads that are driving a lot of memory uh, you know, demand in the marketplace. But just think about and that's the growth of our platform, right? I I, I still amazed with Z, I think it was the E C twelve where we had two terabytes of memory. Now we're up to forty terabytes of memory. I mean think about it. that's a huge jump. Uh, we are making. Yeah, and we, and we were pretty excited when the twelve came out. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wow, this, we'll never need more than yeah, this. We'll <laughs> never need more than this, right? But uh, I, I remember this, the internal Slack thread in one of the channels when when the news of a nineteen potential nineteen inch mainframe right. came out, and it was it was a huge thread. And it was like, how is this possible? Is it even still a mainframe? And then you see the numbers and, and you know you see it running it's like oh that's that's definitely amazing. you know
2: it was funny uh, uh, I was preparing uh, some material for our senior VP and he made an anecdote where a client said went to the data center and said, I thought mainframe was too big. If you look at the transition from 1960s to taking a full yeah floor, Now you have a Z15 that you can do on a one-tile width and a two-tile depth. Think about it. What
1: a lot of people didn't understand, the thing with the mainframe being bigger than 19 inches, it's not only just, okay, well, this rack is a little bit bigger. It's if you built your data center around 19-inch
2: racks, now that's a whole rack you can't put anything in. Exactly. (laughs) And the customers, I know I never thought the physical dimensions were going to be that of a seller. But just the the picture of a one-tile width and a two-tile, customers are like, Wow. means I, I didn't know. Uh, if you just put the three generations of mainframe together and just draw a, a, a view of that, it's a very powerful view. Yeah,
0: it really, really is. I, the, the, and for somebody who spent some time doing some of this data, the IT uh, glasshouse space, it, it it's a big deal for them because all of their heating and cooling um, gets screwed up by a machine that doesn't quite fit that. That environment. So, so for a lot of customers, we talk about how much the machine itself um, is the the power it's going to use and stuff like that. But there's there's power in the data center outside of that, and um, having a machine that fits in that space makes a big difference to the overall consumption on on the raised floors. I
2: agree completely.
1: The so the configuration can be it can be one single you know. A uh, 19 track. It can go up to four. Um, it kind of looks like a like a Tetris piece in one. It looks like a Jeopardy <laughs> board on the other one. Is, is that... Oh, I like that example. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now it does. Well, you know, well, something we can talk about later. Um, <laughs> the the whole flexibility of being able to go one, two, three, and four is is that going to let it let us get into or have different conversations before when there was like enterprise class, business class?
2: It it, it is. You know. Clients in today's environment, uh, maybe I'm just preaching to the choir. I mean, they like choices and flexibility. Anything we can do to make sure uh, they have room to grow, they can they can pick their own time to grow. We are not constraining them. This is what you get. Uh, they love it, right? So the flexibility to go from one frame to the four frames, depending on your needs, uh, opens up a lot of different uh, doors for us. You know, to be honest, uh, you know, in terms of what clients are thinking. Because they know, because if you look at today's uh, cloud environments, it, it is a pretty spiky environment. You just don't know if a new marketing campaign is coming in and it will drive more more needs for them. So for them to know that they have flexibility within the frame to grow, uh, because we have that kind of on-demand capacity available. But then also uh, extending horizontally uh, with adding two, three, four frames to meet whatever demands uh, that they have seamlessly is is a big big selling point for our clients.
0: And, and again, it makes, uh, it's it makes it very very easy to expand from from a, a physical plant perspective because all I'm doing is moving in another frame, which is something that most data centers, even cloud data centers, are used to doing. It doesn't become uh, oh well this this box is is a huge size and. It's it's hard to overstate how revolutionary the Z15 step is from a physical perspective.
2: Oh, it is, and and Frank, which you know, just to let the audience know, and it opens up a lot of future possibilities for us. And I'm going to leave it to that thread, but it Ooh. because of that uh, standardization, because of that changes we have done, uh, it opens up uh, and. I can assure our you know listeners that uh they will be surprised what will we come up uh later, right in terms of form factors and designings because we have kind of you know cracked that nut now now we can be even more aggressive in terms of where we need to go uh and be a leader in this space so oh.
0: so next year I'm gonna have one under my desk uh, uh,
2: maybe
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the numbers you didn't mention uh, three thousand. Three thousand patents for this. So three thousand things that did not exist that were necessary to create for this to exist. Oh,
2: oh exactly. The the amount of innovation that goes in to put these uh, uh, platforms that our customers uh, you know uh, trust day in day out. Uh, yes, three thousand patents from our from our development team. To make this a, a reality along with the co-creation of our customers right i mean sometimes you know we are very proud of it but i can assure you our customers are very proud of it because they can see what they talked to us three four years ago now right. you know it's coming uh i helped uh, yeah i helped uh, exactly that's that was the, my idea that's the that's the sen- sentiment like yeah. i helped you know i helped create uh this thing and that's the power of our platform because it's not just us sitting in some, you know, cubicles, which we are too. <laughs> uh, but it's our customers really, uh, shepherding where the platform is going. Yeah, lest anybody think this is
1: a a turn of the crank. Yeah. This is, well, well that's,
0: the, that's the key is that I think a lot of people, and, and, and for me, I've been very frustrated with some of the press that I've seen um, be, because they say, oh, well, you know, their IBM released another mainframe and it's like, well, yes, the, the, Architecture is the same, but this is even for people who have have been following for only recently. This is a big departure from from a Z thirteen, from from a Z twelve, right? From even from fourteen. I
2: I couldn't agree, and I think we started do with the fourteen. The press coverage in this on this launch has been phenomenal. I mean, I'll encourage our listeners to go out there, right? And I will say, you know. People are not talking that we have done a Z15 hardware. People are talking we have put industry-first data privacy solution in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. We have industry-first instant recovery capabilities in the marketplace. Uh, there's no more physical requirements, uh, specific physical requirements needed for the for the Z15 to be adopted. So the narrative has completely changed. Sometimes I have gotten feedback from customers. that will, They will ask me, did you launch the mainframe or is there some software solution <laughs> uh, you have put out there? Because we have built the narrative in such a way that... Z15 is just an enabler for that business value that our clients will see. You need a 15 to do that, but it's not about a, a specific hardware launch because it is really about the full capabilities of our platform, full capabilities of our stack that comes with that launch, right? That's where the value. I use the word secret sauce. I mean, that's our secret sauce: taking all different pieces of our stack and merging and combining them in a way that where only we can provide that solution and value. Uh, that's what we are good at. We've talked about a lot of this stuff,
0: but we only kind of uh, mentioned briefly about the instant recovery. Can you talk a little bit about, about what that means? Oh,
2: yeah, I have, you know, uh, I call it time machine, <laughs> you know, because uh, we are literally giving our clients time back. Now imagine, you know, a scenario where for, for some just reason, you know, you take an outage, uh, you know, you go through a process of, Taking your systems coming down, systems IPL or coming back up again. And that's just not the final iteration. You have to bring all your stack up, and then finally you are going to get your transactions up and running. And and from a CIO, CEO perspective, they don't care about you know system going down and up. They just wanna know: is my transactions meeting the SLAs that you have promised? Now, with the instant recovery, we can cut down that whole process by 50%, half, half. But more importantly, think about if you're doing a batch and the system comes down, I'm gonna unleash all these capacity for you when the entire stack is up, but also not finish at that point, let you run full throttle to pick up your transactions. And that's why I call the time machine. You can make up your SLA so much quicker because for a period of time, instead of running 10 cores, you're running 40, 50, 60 cores just to get you up, you know, and, and, and recover the lost time that, and that's the notion of this time machine concept, right? That's very powerful. It's nobody does it.
1: It's uniquely. It is uniquely. Right.
2: Nobody, and, and on top of it, no impact to your software costs. Yeah, see, that's the key. I uh, did a simple math. You know, we're giving a million-dollar value proposition baked into the platform to all of our, on average, to all of our clients with Z15 through instant recovery.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a pretty big deal. I just wanted to make sure that we talked about it. Oh, it, it is. It, this is huge. one of the
2: key capability that is resonated with our clients because that's the cha- – it was funny, and that's where the design thinking concept. When we were first thinking about this capability, we were just thinking of the unplanned scenario. But our clients said, look, our even our planned scenarios, taking WebSphere images down or kicks them, right. they're so huge. It takes so much time. Right. Uh, and now in the world where you are, where you have security patches going on, security maintenance going on, taking these things, even if it's a planned thing down, it's not very uh, productive. So we made it available for your planned right. scenarios as well, right? Because that's we customers pretty much say that's our major pain point, not the unplanned. I mean, that's that's we cannot control it. But when when I do all these WebSphere recycles and I mean, I mean it takes them 30, 40, 60 minutes, depend. And you know our clients, I mean, they're running some heavy lifting stuff in those platforms. So that's why it it applies both for our plan and unplanned scenarios.
0: Yeah, because people aren't running two WebSphere instances. They're running, you know, a hundred or a thousand of them. That's a big deal.
1: Big deal.
2: Completely agree.
1: I'm sure you have about 68 Slack messages waiting for you right now. You're a busy man. I'm amazed that you've been able to, to sit down here for a half no, hour. No, I was <laughs> waiting for the invite forever. You guys just never called me.
2: <laughs> what you said, you have 87 of these done, so I'm the 88. <laughs>
0: oh, but we, always, we always wait for the
1: high quality ones. Oh, okay. You know, that's okay.
2: What it is. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Oh, this has been fantastic. Thank you so no, much. No, thank
2: you so much. And I uh, appreciate all of you and all our listeners. You know, I last message, just be proud of what we're doing, right? We don't have to be defensive about this. We're bringing a lot of game-changing capabilities in the market and so nobody else does it. And we just all have to speak in that unison. So I'm looking for our listeners' support as well to get the message out. But I
0: can't, can't get, get anything to no. that. No. Oh, man, Charlie. Run us you've been listening to terminal talk with frank and jeff for questions or comments or if you have a topic you'd like to see covered on a future episode direct all correspondence to contact at terminaltalk.net that's contact at terminaltalk.net until the next time i'm charlie lawrence
2: signing off